welcome to Spectator Sport. I'm Zach Roach, along with my partner, Mr. Adi Wally. Make sure you go on YouTube, subscribe to that Spectator Sporting page, hit that bell. We are also on Spotify. Listen to us on Spotify for free. Check us out. We're talking about NFL rookies for the season 2021, and we had a conversation with this man at the beginning of the season, so we thought we had to bring him back to get his thoughts on how the rookies perform. We got my main man, Jay Knight, in the building. What's going on, bro? What's going on, folks? <laughs> hey, listen, man, um, we all had expectations for the quarterback. We made our thoughts, but it's safe to say, I don't think no one really lived up to expectations this year as far as from rookie quarterbacks, but I'm gonna start with Jay Knight. Um, which rookie quarterback had the most disappointing season? So I'm gonna go with a little bit of surprise here, because I talked about earlier, uh, earlier this year, last year, I should say, before the season. I said there were five rookie quarterbacks and one quarterback that's gonna have a mulligan another rookie season. Mm. And that's who will have the most disappointing season. That was Sam Donald. Sam Donald had three bad years in New York. Yeah. Jets were anemic offensively. He looked bad. He was seeing ghosts on the field, throwing interceptions. Mm -hmm. He need a fresh start. Yep. <clears throat> he goes to Carolina. CMC. He had Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. He has a whole fresh start in a division that's not that's not overly competitive, so yeah. to speak, in the, in the uh, NFC South. Yep. And what does he do? He goes and has a four and seven record. He is under sixty percent completion percentage. Mm -hmm. um, negative. TD to interception ratio, nine, nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Um, only two 300-yard passing games. That came early in the season when they actually started off 3-1. and one. Yep. And once again, they have plus offensive talent. So that is why I say he was the most disappointing of what I consider rookies. When, when I look at everybody else, they perform like rookies on bad teams with adversity. I think a lot of people expect rookies to be mascara, and or quarterbacks to be mascara, and to be able to cover up any type of blemishes on a team. Yeah. Rookies are like chapstick. You can have some chap lips and you put some good chapstick <laughs> on and you know what? Your lips look fine. But you cannot, you cannot expect a quarterback who is a rookie to be like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers who can make a bad team still look good. Facts. Facts. So who was your most disappointed rookie? My most disappointed rookie overall um, I didn't really, I'll be honest, I didn't really have the most disappointing rookie. Okay. I thought they performed as they should. Okay. But there was one quarterback I thought would would have played a little bit better, and that was, uh, that was Zach Wilson. Okay. And, you know, one of the things about Zach Wilson, he was given all, he was highly rated. He was, he was one of the top three picks, and he was in a system in, in a division that, you know, he should be able to perform well. And he just did not do that from start to finish. He did improve as, as the season progressed, but he did have issues with he did have issues uh, with completion percentage, decision making, which you expect from a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, rookie, look, it's only very blue moon where a rookie just comes right in the game. You just like know, like okay, I understand that um, Justin Herbert last year did that. And he kind of as soon as he came in, you saw it right away. That works, guy. Um, that too, but most rookies it's not like that. They have their growing pains. Look at the Hall. It's a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks who were awful in their rookie season. So we, you know, Troy so Troy Aikman, Peyton Manning. Um, so we, the list goes on. But Adi, out of this rookie class this year, who was your most disappointing quarterback out of the rookie quarterbacks this season? Well, you know what? I'll say the pressure's on Trevor Lawrence to have Ooh. a yeah. hell of a sophomore season yeah. next year. I mean, no one in the NFL threw more interceptions than Trevor Lawrence, and amongst rookie quarterbacks, he had, he was the worst in. 
average yards per pass. Okay, so and the Jaguars, they was the worst team in the NFL. Number one pick again this year. Yeah, they got the number one pick again, and they was no, uh, they was the worst team in the league in points per game. But now during Week Four in Cincinnati, that was a very entertaining game. Watching Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence go at it with spectacular plays back and forth, very competitive game. And uh, but the Jaguars did lose that game by three points. A couple of weeks later, the Jaguars get their first win of the season against the Miami Dolphins, and Trevor Lawrence was excellent. He had 319 yards passes, uh, passing yards that game. He had a completion percentage of 61 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, but in the next 10 games, Trevor Lawrence only threw three touchdown passes. He had nine interceptions during that time, and which included a 50 to 10 loss in New England. And so now Trevor Lawrence. Uh, labeled as the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Yep. All right, but he saved his best for last in the last game of the season against Andrew Luck's former team, uh, the Colts. When the Jaguars was up 16-3 in the third quarter, third and goal, Trevor Lawrence gets a bad snap from the center. He's getting blitzed. He's under pressure. He's running away, under and getting hurried, and he throws off his back foot in the back of the end zone to Marvin Jones. All right, mm -hmm. so that was a spectacular play. I know Jaguar fans want to see more of Trevor Lawrence, how he looked against the Bengals, how he looked against the Dolphins in the very last game of the season. So, uh, you know, big time, sure thing. He was hyped a lot. So Trevor Lawrence, to me, most disappointing season. Yeah, um, Trevor Lawrence definitely did. I mean, he was the number one pick, and it was a lot of games that the, he was just extremely bad. Uh, I'm gonna go. I have to go with Jay Man. I have to go with Zach Wilson too. I mean, like I said, um, I know the quarterbacks are gonna come right into the league and just tear it up. But I, 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 I thought he'd be a little bit better. I thought as the season went on, he'd progress. But it was just the same thing: no scoring and um, his uh, completion percentage only 55.6 um, completion percentage is is not. You know, won't get it done, so he has to improve. But yeah, I, I, as far as all the rookie, especially in him going number two, you know, that's what happens when you get, the higher you get drafted, the higher the expectations is. And he went number two. He went over Justin Fields and and Matt Jones and and, and um, Trey Lance. So it, that 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 just that comes with the territory. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Zach Wilson, but I don't think any quarterback except for Matt Jones really played extreme well this season. So, um, I mean, Adi, it, was it a pleasant surprise out these rookie quarterbacks? Yes. Uh, my 2021 NFL Draft sleeper quarterback from Stanford, Davis Mills. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he only played 11 games at Stanford, yeah. all right, and uh, he was the eighth quarterback drafted in this draft class, but he had the second best season in this uh, 2021 draft class. He got off to a rough start to the season, but in the last five games of the year, he, he finished the season hot. He had eight touchdown passes, only two interceptions, and which included a huge upset victory over Justin Herbert's Chargers, 41 to 25. That he was threw, crazy. He threw a beautiful 42-yard pass to Chris Connolly right before halftime. Really, that's a huge reason why the Chargers didn't make the playoffs. And so, and in that game, Davis Mills, 77% completion percentage, 130 quarterback rating. Then in the last game of the season against that Tennessee Titans defense, now the Houston Texans was down 21-0 at halftime, but after a 26-yard touchdown pass to Danny Amendola, they cut the lead to 28-25 with four minutes to go in the game. The Houston Texans 
could not stop the Titans from running out the clock. They lost the game by three points. But Davis Mills is very poised in the pocket. He reads defensive schemes quickly. And he, for the season, he was number 15 in the NFL in completion percentage, 16 touchdown passes, 10 interceptions, 88 quarterback rating. Hey, he should be the starter next year. Ooh. They got number three pick. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what they do. He definitely did perform a lot better than I thought he was, and he definitely kept Houston getting some games where they were competitive. Jay Knight, um, any pleasant surprises? Anybody that um, shocked you a little bit at, uh, for the rookie quarterback? He looked at my sheet, though. Nah, <laughs> he cheating. Show you know, your work. No. No, I agree. Without yeah. Um Davis Mills, 11 starts. He only had two wins, but one versus Chargers. Lost me a lot of money. Um, but here's, here's what I look at. Four games over 30 yards, uh, 15 touchdowns, nine interceptions. So he had a plus uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Mm -hmm. 2,513 yards passing. Uh, once again, in 11 games as a rookie. And nine starts over 65% completion percentage. I know in college, one of the things we used to always look at, uh, one of the goals was for have over 65% completion percentage. Sometimes there are drops, sometimes you have to throw balls away, but over 65% completion percentage in the NFL, is very good, very good. as a rookie. Yeah. He processed it very well. Brandon Cooks was the only plus receiver, I would say, plus talent he had offensively on the on his team. Coach is fired the one year, mm -hmm. so he's still going through adversity. It's not like it's not the best situation. He's mm -hmm. on a losing team, but he performed well. And I think oftentimes, like I said, we expect quarterbacks to be mascara to mask up to mask everything and to to wash over. You know imperfections on a, on a football team. Yep. He's not necessarily that mascara. I, we understand the elephant in the room is Sean Watson. What's going on with Sean Watson? Yeah. And he had the Tyrod Taylor had to get injured for him to get this opportunity. But he showed that he deserves to be a starter in the NFL. Facts. And now, yeah. luckily, they don't have to wait. They can wait another year to see how well he just got developed, as opposed to going to a mediocre. Uh, quarterback draft that's coming that's coming in 2022 yeah. and jump at a quarterback that should be a top top five top ten pick so Davis Mills is my biggest surprise I think Davis Mills he's not quite Andrew Luck or John Elway coming out of Stanford but you gotta realize this was a four or five star kid coming out of high school top 100 player uh, depending on what, what recruiting side you're going on so the kid has talent he has yeah. ability so it's great to see it, it finally prosper to what everybody expected him to be out of high school uh, absolutely, yeah. He definitely um, showed himself this year. I mean, y'all both made good points. I mean, I guess I'm going by my expectation. Matt Jones. I mean, Matt Jones was a pleasant surprise. I didn't think he. I didn't know. I didn't think he was going to be that good. Now I, I knew it was a chance a little bit once he got drafted by the Patriots. <coughs> Excuse me. And had Josh McDaniels coaching him as his offensive coordinator, but I didn't expect 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, in a, what you say, the, uh, 65%? Yep. 67.6% completion percentage for uh, Matt Jones. And the Patriots helped him out a little. They had a good defense, and they, they kept it easy for him. But he performed very well. And and he, it made people forget that the um, Patriots released Cam Newton before the beginning of the season. He made people forget all about Cam Newton and realize that Cam Newton might actually be done because he came right in and led the Patriots to the playoffs. They got spanked. They got spanked, but he was in the playoffs. So I got to give him credit for that. So my pleasant surprise was Matt Jones. But you both of y'all bring up good points about Davis Mills. He came, he definitely went to the Texans and showed out. Um, Jay Knight, like, I think all these quarterbacks had, I mean, maybe except for Matt Jones, 
but all these quarterbacks have some some tricky situations going on. Some some situations going on. You don't know who's gonna be the coach, who's gonna be in the front office, who the talent they got around them. You don't. You just don't know. But which out of these quarterbacks, which quarterback had the most difficult situation to overcome? It's a tie. <clears throat> so first, uh, first I'd go with Trevor Lawrence because here's the thing: you you bring in Urban Meyer, who is a proven coach, who is an elite college coach, one at every level, and he is fired before the season's over. You have mediocre talent. You have you have a franchise that now nobody wants to be in Jacksonville mm-hmm. uh, because of location, because of uh, you know the culture. They're not winning. Think about the people who have left Jacksonville, like Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So you lost a lot of talent. Nobody wants to stay there. So now you have a losing culture. You have a coach who's supposed to turn things around. He's gone. Yeah. Um, you have now you have a whole new staff, whole new philosophy, and you don't have great talent there. Mm. And now all of a sudden, Marvin Jones and Leviticus Chenault, they're two best receivers. Um, Robinson's basically a walk-on, mm-hmm. and he's their best player on offense. So you lose all that, and you have to start again with a new system, try to win again. And a franchise that has won three games in two seasons. So that's a very difficult. Ooh, oh, that's oh, very difficult oh, to get through. Especially oh. someone like Trevor Lawrence, who's never lost. He's yeah. been a winner his whole career. He's been great his whole career. Yeah. So now you have, there's a lot, a lot of things he has to process and go through. But equally as difficult as Justin Fields. Yeah. We're in Chicago. Yeah. So we know how the media is, we know how the fans are, yeah. we know how everybody is. And now he goes from a system, he has to now have a new coach, new system and kind of gain all that respect again and figure out where he goes from there. He has, yeah. to, have, he has to have the right coach coming in Chicago to cultivate not his talent and make him a star because Justin Fields has the ability. Yeah. Even Trevor Lawrence, it wasn't a happenstance that for the last six, seven years, they've been known as the two best players for their age group. Yep. Not just at quarterback, but their whole for their age group. Yep. From the time they were sophomores in high school, juniors in high school, they, they were one and two. So they are elite prospects, elite players, but they need to have the right situation. And when you come from a losing situation, losing franchise or a franchise coming in flux, that's hard, that's difficult to deal with. Zach Wilson still gets his coach. Right. So he still has a philosophy, he still gets to mature and cultivate for another year. Yeah. Um, but these two, we now have to see where the franchises go, how the franchise uh, moves with them for their development. And that's really going to determine their future. Absolutely. Because they could be, they could be Hall of Famers, or they could be also Rams, where all of a sudden you're looking up two years from now and saying, hey, you know, Ryan Leaf and Justin Fields, same thing. Ryan Leaf and Trevor Lawrence, same thing. Yep. So. Yeah, it's, it's very, like, you bring up a good point. It's very important when you have a franchise, when you, when you perceive to have a franchise quarterback, it's just as important to put everything around that quarterback to make sure that quarterback can succeed. Adi. Uh, who's in the worst situation out of these rookies quarterbacks? Well, you know what? Uh, first-time head coach Robert Saleh and first-time offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur made some puzzling decisions for the young QB Zach Wilson. I right? mm. think he's in a very difficult situation. Um, and Zach Wilson was number two in the NFL in sack per pass play. All right, So he got hit a lot. But help is on the way for him. The 2020 first-round pick left tackle uh, Makai Becton. He only played one game this season because of a knee injury. And um, so, and then the Jets, they got plenty of draft picks. They got the number four pick, the number 10 pick, and two second round picks. 
so they can fix that left guard, um, that right guard situation. They got a problem at right guard, okay? Because they got Vera Tucker at left guard. That's cool. Yep. So, and then while they're at it, they need to fix that tight end void. They need a, a tight end in there to make life easier for Zach Wilson. And then you got the right receiver, Corey Davis. He missed eight games mm -hmm. for uh, due to an injury. He'll be back next year. And Elijah Moore, the rookie from an old Miss, he led the team in receiving yards despite missing six games this year. Uh, Braxton Berrios, he'd be out there making plays at wide receiver. But Zach Wilson was the worst amongst rookie quarterbacks in completion percentage. You said like 55%. That was the worst amongst the rookie quarterbacks in his draft class. And he had the worst quarterback rating. But help is on the way. And so I agree with you, Jay Knight. Justin Fields is in the worst, he's in the most difficult situation. Because yeah. yeah. the Bears, they don't have a first round. Nope. They don't have it. And they have a big problem with the offensive line. The Bears was the worst team. They, they allowed the most sacks in the NFL this season. All right, Justin Fields keep getting hit, keep getting hurt, keep fumbling. And Tevin Jenkins, left tackle. We don't know who the left tackle going to be next year. He's a right tackle that they're trying to make, force to play left tackle. Yeah. Jason Peters played well, but he's 40 years old. He just turned 40, um, you know, a few days ago, whatever. So the AP card. Yeah. So he played well. We don't know if they're going to bring him back. Right. Uh, Cody Whitehead has come off his worst year of his career. Um, they might, James Daniels, the right guard, he, they may want to put him back at center because coming out of Iowa, he was a center yeah. that they made a guard. Maybe he should play center because Sam Musselford had a tough season, you know. Yeah. So it's going to be Larry Borum's a right tackle. So yeah. they need to figure out how to fix that offensive line and give Justin Fields some more time in the pocket. That's my main focus this offseason. Whoever the GM, whoever the coach is, this man got to stop getting hit. He needs to stop holding on to the ball so much and running into trouble. Yeah. But oh, it would be great if they can fix his old line. So I think he's in a very tough situation. Yeah, I mean, both of y'all, I mean, Jacksonville's in a tough situation. Um, they don't have a coach yet. I mean, you, you, Urban Meyer came there to coach Trevor Lawrence, and that just backfired. That didn't go good at all. I mean, that just, that might be the worst NFL coaching experience since, uh, what's the coach? That, Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino. Yeah, yeah, we already know. Yeah, that, that, that might be just, and that might be worse, actually. Mm. Worse. It, it might be worse, mm. the Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville. So, but Jacksonville does have the number one pick this year. And they got draft picks, and they're young. The Bears don't have you brought up. They don't have any first-round picks. We don't know where we're going to go to fix things. We got to trade players. We got to find a way to build draft capital. Chicago's on a destination for a free agency. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we got to yeah. – you got to um, – we talked about it last week. Um, the def All that money is tied up in the defense right now. So you, you, you're probably going to have to make some trades on the defensive end. You don't have a head coach. You don't have a – the Bears' operation, how they hire coaches and hire GMs, is flawed. I mean, they want to hire the coach before the GM. I, don't, I still don't understand that. Yeah. So I think Justin Fields is by far the in, in the worst situation out of everybody because he has an organization that don't know how to handle a quarterback, never been able to develop a quarterback, and don't, and, and don't have a track record of having any offense for 70-odd years. So I think, don't get me wrong, Trevor Lawrence is still in a bad situation because it's Jacksonville. Well, the things you brought up, no freighters want to come play there, the losing culture. But I think the Bears right now, they don't have a direction. They don't know how they're going to play. They don't even know. I don't Even when bringing Justin Fields, I don't know if they even had a game plan for him coming into the season. You know, so it's just a lot he got to overcome and for, for, for him to succeed. All right, Jay Knight, so is there anything else you want to add to about how difficult a situation might be for a rookie quarterback? 
Yeah, so when looking at Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, uh, the way I look at it is this. It's easier to fail in anonymity and, and than it is when the spotlight's on. Chicago is a sports town, a pro sports town. The Bears, Blackhawks, Bulls, and then you have two baseball teams to bicker over. Yep. With Justin Fields, all eyes are, are on him. Nobody cares what's happening in Jacksonville unless they win. Nobody's cared about Brunel and what happened in Jacksonville until they started winning. And no one's going to care about Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville because that's not a big market. That's not a that's not a uh, marquee franchise in the NFL. But they care about Justin Fields. We are here in Chicago. There's a lot going on. But every Sunday, millions of eyes are on Justin Fields and the Bears and what's, what's occurring. So if Justin Fields is not put in the right situation moving forward, does not have the, if he does not have the right coach, if he does not have the right system and talent around him to succeed, it's going to be very difficult because now he has to hear, he has to hear everything in the paper, he has to hear the fans, he has to hear the media yep. every day. And now with social media, I mean, he has a lot tougher job. Think about even Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, um, the, of our generation, I should say. Kareem's still my my goat. <laughs> he was one of the, he's one of the greatest athletes of all time, but even he heard, he even he heard the media. Yeah. And even he heard Chicago fans. And people say he hasn't won a championship, so it's going to be very difficult for Justin Fields if he's not if he doesn't have the right GM, the right coach, the right system to succeed. And I think being an Ohio State fan, I saw what Justin Fields was from when he came to when he came to Ohio State. wasn't polished at all, ready to be a college quarterback. Year one under Ryan Day, he developed. Year three, he excelled. And I think the same thing can happen here in Chicago. I think next year he can he can improve. Year three. With Justin Fields of Chicago, I think he can. It's. I think he can be a great quarterback. I'm not going to say he's going to be Mahomes or Brady or Rodgers. I'm never going to put anybody in that stratosphere. Yeah. But I think he could be a top tier quarterback if he has the right system and support around him. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with you about Justin Fields. <clears throat> so, um, Adi, is there any QB that has been put in a better situation than Matt Jones? Well, you know what? Uh, the Patriots spent a record. $163 million in guaranteed money in the 2021 offseason. And um, they didn't have to lose out on any draft picks to trade up for Mac Jones. They fell right to him at the number 15 pick. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to say Trey Lance is in a better Ooh, situation okay. Okay. than I Mac like Jones. You know, like he had only two starts this season, so he got to sit and learn Kyle Shanahan's that uh, highly effective outside zone run scheme. And uh, all the motions, they do a gang of motions before the play, so you got to see how that works and everything like that. And no quarterback drafted in the first round of the 2021 draft has better weapons than the 49ers. You got Debo Samuel and Kittle, George Kittle, first ballot pro bowlers out there. So, And they're not asking, they're not going to ask Trey Lance to be Warren Moon in a run and shoot offense, okay? They're going to do that outside zone run scheme. They're going to run the ball down your throat. Elijah matter uh, who the running back is, uh, they're going to run the ball, get a game, they're going to be top five in the NFL in rushing. I say Trey Lance is in the best situation. Hmm, that was interesting. Uh, you, would you agree with that, Jay Knight, or you got somebody different? I agree. He's still my nose dog. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the bathroom and this dude looked at my nose. Yeah. Well, I, I got to agree with my man here. Um, so here's a couple of things I have on him. He, he could be the next Josh Allen. You can, he can, he's athletic enough, physical enough to run the ball. But he also has an arm and, he's, and he can be accurate. Uh, great cast around him on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about the young talent in San Francisco. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Joey Bo or Nick Bosa might be one of the top ten defense players in the league. Fact, yeah, absolutely. You know, you have you have a great linebacker core. You have a great front seven on defense, and then offense line you got Trent Williams. And then you look at the weapons you have around him on offense: Debo Samuel, Ayuka, uh, George Kittle. I think is one of the top five players in the NFL. People may not recognize how great this guy is because of injuries, but he's a great player. So he has all the tools around him to win. Jimmy Garoppolo is a very good quarterback, serviceable. He's a guy who can win you games. He got them to a Super Bowl. But Trey Lance is a guy who can, with the right talent around him, San Francisco stays as is. He could, he's like Patrick Mahomes. He can win games, he can win the Super Bowl, and he, they can be elite. So I agree with you, Trey Lance is in the best possible situation and better than Matt Jones because I like the talent all around from San Francisco more than I like the talent that is in uh, New England right now. I would say this about Trey Lance though. The 49ers did trade up from the number 12 to the number three pick with Miami in the 2021 draft. They traded away a third round pick in 2022 and two first round picks. Yeah. So they will have a first round pick in 2022 or 23. So that's, that's New England got better draft capital though. Yeah. All right, listen, um, y'all, that, that San Francisco trade, that is a good point because that is a talented team as they're in the playoffs this year and got a chance to knock off <laughs> the Packers. So that team is legit. There's no doubt, but uh, I'm I'm, not, I'm gonna say no because I I think the coaching staff over there in New England yeah knows how to get things done. I think as it goes, they and they personnel decisions they always make good personnel decisions, and I feel like going forward I feel like with Josh McDaniels if he don't take a head coaching job, okay. you know um, Bill Belichick um, scheming up making sure the defense is top notch. I think he's gonna be in the best uh, position to win games all the time. Now, don't get me wrong, San Francisco got Kyle Shanahan, he's nothing to snooze at. Kyle Shanahan is a really good coach as well, too. But I, I, I just think New England is more prepared, and I think their coaching, how they approach games, is always going to help Matt Jones, and I think they'll get more talent around him. So, I, I mean, that's that's a toss-up. San Francisco is a great situation, right. but um, I might go with New England. I think Matt Jones is in the best situation to, to succeed and have winning football games yeah. with the way he plays. Because you said it, I mean, New England, don't put him in harm's way at all. <laughs> and Trey Lance, I don't know if he's, he's not, yeah, now he, he he will get to that point, but he's not ready to be a starting quarterback, picking, picking your part in the pocket, reading, you know, he's he's not there yet. But as far as talent-wise, it is San Francisco, but I think from a coaching perspective and how he's being taught, I think it's uh, New England. So you can go either way with that one. And what, so one, one thing I will say about this, because you guys did uh, raise a great question about uh, draft capital. But I always look at a, a philosophy I was told in investing. Like a, day, a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. And I think when you have when you get proven talent and it's something that you see in a great investment, it's great to have it now than it is later. Now, Fitz, I still believe physically that Mac Jones is limited in what he can do, um, whereas Trey Lance is unlimited in his ability and what he can do. So that's why I still like Trey Lance over Mac Jones at this point in and their situations. Yeah, well, I will say, I, I, I can yeah, 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 I, I can get yeah, that's true. And, and before the NFL draft, the 2021 NFL draft, Jay Knight did say whoever fell to the 49ers in New England was yeah. going to succeed. So, <laughs> it does look that way. It definitely does. It does because either way, both of them are, are in good situations. But I do. You bring up a good point. Trey Lance is the more talented. He's got the more the physical abilities than yeah. Matt Jones. That, that that is true. So Jay Knight, are we overlooking anybody? Is this somebody we need to keep our own going into next season? 
So I'd say possibly overlooking Kelamon. Um, okay. Kirk Cousins is possibly a year or two years away, or maybe even traded to a team like Pittsburgh that needs a quarterback. Mm. Uh, that could be a contender. So Kelamon is somebody that is being overlooked. I think all of the quarterbacks that were there were all the top quarterbacks who were there had played, and we got to see that kind of their body work. Kelamon not necessarily. Now, kind of an indictment was the uh, what Zimmerman said when asked about Kelamon, will he see him this week? Will he start? And he made the comment he made about him in practice, like he's seen enough of him in practice. So we don't know how good Kelamon is or how well he has developed so far. Um, the other quarterbacks, I mean, we saw Ian Book. I'm sorry, Ian Book, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was a bad, that was a bad game. Didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't. But at least Ian has a commercial. Um, yeah. But everybody else, it is, you know, we've seen their body work. We know what they can do. Uh, Kellerman, Trey Lance, you know, we still are waiting to, the world is still waiting to see what they can. And Kellerman might be two years away, three years away, which is ideal for a young quarterback before we have to really get to see what he can do, how well he can play this game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, yeah. So, uh, what about you, Adi? Uh, any quarterback we overlooking? Who, who who you looking forward to seeing next year? Anybody? Well, Jay Knight uh, stole my notes. Uh oh, which y'all y'all just been cheating all day? Steal the notes, huh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kellen Mond, third round pick, yeah. second quarterback drafted in the 2021 draft. You know, I'm looking at Christian. I mean, um, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. All right, I'm trying to see what's going on with him. He has one year left on his deal. Mm -hmm. He's owed 35 million dollars next year and a 10 million dollar signing bonus uh, next year. Now, all the Minnesota Vikings going to trade this guy and start a rebuild, like you mentioned the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Also, the Denver Broncos could be an option to take on that salary. So, and the thing is, the Minnesota Vikings, they also have the number 12 pick in the draft, and guys like Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett could fall to them at number 12. They could get Matt Carell from Ole Miss to fall to them. So you think they get another quarterback? They could. I mean, to, to compete with Kellen Mond. So mm. it's gonna be interesting. I mean, because if they do trade Kirk and do the rebuild, they get a first round. They gonna get a first round pick for yeah. them. So they have a couple of picks they could trade up, whatever. But this this draft is like a lot of quarterbacks are project uh, projected to go like the first quarterback they won't be taken to like number 10, 8, or twelve, something like that. So. The Vikings are in position to take a quarterback to compete with Kellerman mm -hmm. if they want to. So I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with Kellerman and Kirk Cousins and with the Vikings, and also Kyle Trask. You know, Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah, he has one year left on his deal. that's a good one. I ain't so about that one. yeah, so he yeah. has one year left. He has a good team. He got Mike Evans. Yeah, uh, he got a nice offensive line, three Pro Bowlers. Mm -hmm. So that's another guy. Well, that, that's that was good. Um, I think all the quarterbacks we've seen, but like Kevin, Kelly, you brought it up with Mond um, when the coach came out and said, I've seen enough of like, didn't even consider him at all. And that was, we was, the Vikings was pretty much almost done. I mean, should have played, played that last game of the season. And right, and then he didn't even want to play him in that game. He played so. two or three for what, five yards? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm surprised they didn't. Yeah, that so, was a meaningless game. I'm surprised they so didn't play with it. I don't know, but then again, the Vikings just fired their coach, yeah. too. So it could be a whole different situation, too. One coach might not like them, another coach might. So you, uh, Kellerman, is it? You wanted something? Oh, and one last thing I will say about quarterbacks this isn't about rookie quarterbacks, but this tells you something about quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins had a chance to get Justin Jefferson a record in Minnesota, wide open. And he throws to another receiver who was covered for a touchdown. And that to me tells me Kirk Cousins. I, that, to me, that was just one, one of the most annoying yeah. things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But that game is probably why you did not see Kellen Mond because.
Justin Jefferson needed 124 yards. Nah, good point. To break the Vikings record, so they probably they wanted their best in there. Yeah, and yeah, you're right, and that, that's a good point. Whenever Kellen Mond does get in there, if they do stick with him, I mean, he got some weapons. Justin yeah. Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. So he got some weapons to work with. The Vikings is one of the most underachieving teams in the league with all the talent they got on their, on their team. Offensive coordinator and philosophy, and also realized yeah. that uh, Kellen Mond was a five-star recruit, top 25 player in the country coming out of high school, so the kid has talent once again. Yeah. It's all about system, all about being in the right environment and going from there. Yeah, we, 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 we will see about these rookie quarterbacks. So, I mean, overall, it wasn't the best season. It wasn't last year's class with um, Herbert. With Joe, Herbert and Joe Burrow. No, it wasn't that class, but it is some talent, and we'll see how it go. Uh, you've been watching Spectator Sporting. I'm Zach Roach, along with my partner, Mr. Adi Wiley. Want to give a special thanks to my man, Jay Knight, coming here schooling us about these rookie quarterbacks. Make sure you go on YouTube, hit that bell, subscribe to the page. It does help a lot. And if you leave a comment, we will comment. Also, listen on Spotify. In the meantime, in between time, we out. Peace. Peace.